to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things regarding the Second Amendment, and in some cases, we might throw in a sports story or something going on in the current environment. So welcome. Today is Friday, April 23rd. It is going to look like another rainy day. I think the last time I did this podcast, it was a rainy day, and it looks like it's going to be another rainy day. This has been a busy week for me. My uh, boys play high school baseball, and we've had uh, three games. We're supposed to have our fourth this week. We're trying to get everything in before the state uh, championship tournament uh, gets uh, underway. And right now, the last night's been exciting. Our, our boys were tied for first in district, and then the team that we were going against last night actually that we were tied with actually lost. And so we now are in the lead. And we just need to win our last game, and we will win district. I think this is the first time for the varsity team to actually win district, and then we'll move on to the state championship. And so it's exciting. You know, I've got my senior this last season, and then I've got my sophomore that are both on the team. They're starters, starting catcher, starter center field. So it's it's fun to watch. It's a little sad for me. With this senior, I'm really struggling. When these next few weeks are going to be tough for me, even talking about it now, I'm starting to get a little weepy as we talk about the, his graduation, and we're starting to go through some of the final events of the of the school year. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the proposed ruling that the ATF has to address one of Joe Biden's executive orders. So if you remember on April 7th, uh, President Biden issued several gun control. And the first was that the Justice Department would, within 30 days, issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of quote-unquote ghost guns. This week, a leaked document from the, I'm sorry, from the publication The Reload came out, and this is what their proposed rule uh, changes are for ghost guns. And in this rule, the ATF, well, first thing they, they address is the first problem they actually have is they have to define what a firearm is because the ATF admits that based on court interpretations of the ATF regulations, if broadly followed, can mean as many as 90% of all firearms now in the United States would not have the definition of a firearm frame or receiver. They said in the document that the document says that neither the upper nor the lower portion of a split multi-receiver firearm alone falls within the precise wording of the regulatory definition. And they, they somewhat snarkily said that they, the erroneous district court decisions that employ a narrow interpretation of the definition has been in play. And I, I like that, you know, here they say that the, that the, it alone does not fall within the precise wording of the regular definition. And this is, again, one of those ATF modus operandi is that they keep things as vague as they possibly can. And here they're getting a little upset when somebody is actually holding them to what the written word says versus the way they want to interpret it. In the document, uh, the document it, it reworks and broadens the definition of what parts constitute a regulated firearm. In the current definition, the regulations of the firearm that provide the regulation is the part of the firearm that provides the housing of the hammer, bolt, or breech lock and firing mechanism 
and which is usually threaded at its forward portion to receive the barrel. The proposed definition is a part of the firearm that provides housing or a structure designed to hold or integrate one or more fire control components, even if pins or other attachments are required to connect those components to the housing or structure. Any such part identified with a serial number shall presume pre shall be presumed absent an official determination by the director or other reliable evidence to the contrary to be a frame or receiver. For the purpose of this definition, the term fire control component means a component necessary for the firearm to initiate or complete the firing sequence, including any of the following hammer, bolt, or breech lock, cylinder, trigger mechanism, firing pin, striker, or slide rail. Slide rail. The proposed receiver definition would only require one fire comp uh, control component, such as the trigger mechanism cylinder firing pin instead of requiring multiple parts as the current definition does. The ATF said it plans to keep in place the determination of what specific parts qualify as receiver for guns currently on the market and create a voluntary process for gun makers to submit new designs for determination. The document then proceeds on to address what ghost guns are privately made firearms. And I'll try and remember to come back and talk about that privately made. For the definition term, the definition of firearm is any weapon, including a starter gun, which will or is designed to or may readily be converted to expel a projectile by the action of an explosive. So the term readily is addressed and is processed as fairly uh, reasonable is addressed as a process that is fairly fairly or reasonably efficient, quick, and easy, but not necessarily the most efficient, speedy, or easy process. Hmm, what's that mean? It says, let me say it again. It's the process is a fairly or reasonably efficient, quick, and easy, but not necessarily the most efficient, speedy, or easy process. So it would it further lists factors relevant in making the determination to include the time, how long it takes to finish the process, the ease, how difficult it is to do so, the expertise, what knowledge and skills are required, the equipment, what tools are required, availability, whether additional parts are required, and how easily they can be obtained, the expense of it, and the so the proposal provides only a subject subjective standard, and that's what I wanted to talk about too, for what makes an unfinished part readily convertible into an unfinished farm, provides footnotes in the court cases where the term has been applied. And one court example included in the document said a part completed in around an eight-hour working day in a properly equipped machine shop was considered readily convertible. The only example of a ruling defining when a part is not readily convertible involved a process that required master gunsmith in a gun shop and a $65,000 worth of equipment and tools. So the looks like the term readily is going to be very, very broad, and it's going to essentially fall on to the fact that you have to be, it's going to have to be expensive, and you're going to have to have a lot of tools, and it's going to have to take you a lot of time to, to escape the term readily. And then the definition of the privately made firearm is a firearm, including a frame or receiver assembled or otherwise produced by a person other than a licensed manufacturer and without a serial number or other identifying markings placed by a licensed manufacturer at the time the firearm was produced. Now, that was one thing they made clear that they were making sure that they were using the privately made and not manufactured. 
They don't want to confuse this as something that requires manufacturing. The other thing they, they did is they, they put some additional responsibilities on dealers in this. So with the privately made farm, if I, as a dealer, receive a PMF as the abbreviation that's being used that is not serialized, then it's the responsibility of the dealer to uh, serialize that document, that, that, that receiver, and and to do it properly in this document, and I didn't mention this is a 107-page document that um, I have not read all of it. I have gone through and tried to pull out things that look uh, pertinent and worth worth talking about. We go there's quite a few sections dedicated to the proper markings and and the way it has to be serialized and the size and how deep it has to be done, and so that all that would fall down on the responsibility of the of a dealer potentially to have to be able to make those markings if they receive a privately made fire into their inventory. They also in there extend, and I've been, so I I am on my 13 or 14th year as being a FFL. And currently the requirements are that I keep my 4473s for 20 years. So I've been getting a little excited that I'm going to be able to dump some of these boxes that I have in my attic here in the next, you know, five or six years. But in this ruling, they're saying, not, 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 not so fast, Mr. Dealer. You're going to have to keep them forever. So now they do say I can move that off to off-site storage if I want, but I still have to keep them forever so that they can continue to be accessed for trace requirements. Now, with all this said, I'm not actually sure how or if the ATF is actually able to do this. Um, they're changing the interpretation of a current law, and to me, they have to do that through Congress. But, you know, as I've stated earlier in the past, the history of the ATF is they are often overstepping their authority and they like to keep things very vague. And, you know, they were expressed some disdain in this document when the courts misinterpret the definition of things, which that really means they don't interpret it the way the ATF would like to have it interpreted. But this is just another attempt by the Biden regime utilizing their authority outside of Congress to get their agenda the past. And if they, because they know right now they don't have a majority, they, they have two extra seats in the House and they're tied in the Senate. So they, they don't have a mandate out there. The people, and again, we won't get into the big lie, but we've got our audit going on in Arizona right now. And there are 2 million ballots and the uh, machines are being looked at. And I think this may start bringing a little bit more clarity to the, uh, to the election results. But there is not a mandate that, that the, this current regime has. But one thing that's important is, is I don't know when this is actually going to be published and come out, but there's going to be a commenting period as, as, as required. And we're going to have to jump on and issue our comments. We did that with the pistol brace and we actually were uh, successful. We also need to start keeping an eye out for the other proposed rules that are coming down. One was to revise the definition of pistol braces or the AR style pistols and to create model legislation for red flag logs, red flag laws. And I'm hoping to do an entire podcast on red flag, red, I can't say that, red flag laws at some point here in the near future. And then we also have the confirmation of David Chipman, uh, who's the gun control advocate for the director of the ATF. 
left. So that's kind of given the, the keys to the kingdom, to the wolf and, and have him guarding our sheep. So those are some things we still have coming. This is the first start at it. It's important. I'll link the document in the show notes so you can go read it. It's 107 pages. And if you, if you so desire. So thank you for listening. As always, you know, we this is action, action, action. We have to get out there. We have to share. We have to initiate action with everybody. So, you know, little things, even just sharing this podcast, listening to other podcasts, sharing the links to websites, sharing my newsletter, doing those types of things with everybody. And, you know, I look at the, the location of the listeners and it's interesting. A lot of my listeners are from the quote unquote blue states. I've got California, Illinois are some of my biggest listeners. And so you, you folks out there, you're in the middle of it. And it's obvious that, you know, we need to get the word out. So please share information like this podcast. My contact information's in it. So contact me if you uh, have any comments or questions or disagreements. Uh, I'd like to hear from you all. And again, thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend. And I will talk to you next week.